Shut up and sit down. Greetings from the heartland of America, Guthrie, Oklahoma, and Hoboken Coffee Roasters. This is the Bold Leadership Podcast, where we are building bold leaders to solve tomorrow's toughest challenges. If this is your first time listening, then thanks for taking the time. The Bold Leadership Podcast is published every Tuesday for your enjoyment, and show notes are found at www.exsin.co. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed, iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud favorites. You can also follow us on Twitter at The Bold Leaders and Facebook. All links are in the show notes. And now, here are your hosts, former Air Force pilot, commander, and business owner Dave Evans with his partner in crime, former combat controller, wealth advisor, and deal maker extraordinaire Phil Nichols. Let's get into the show. All right, well, welcome to the latest episode of Bold Leadership. I am Dave Evans, and I am tickled pink to have an incredible man here, George Glover. He serves as the leader for the CEO Peer Advisory Group Vistage here in Oklahoma. Um, He is an amazing man. He served as a CFO, a COO, and a CEO in the manufacturing industry. Um, He is super engaged in the community, serving on his swim club as a treasurer. Um, he has two great kids, KG7 and Sweet Pea, and a beautiful wife, Holly. And not only is George an amazing business person, but he's an incredible father and husband. And I won't talk about personal stuff, but the things you have done for your family, the sacrifices you've made, my hat's off to you because that is all that really matters in life. Thank you, Dave. I appreciate that. So thanks for being here. Love to have you. We're going to talk to George about his perspective on leadership. And honestly, he has a unique perspective because he works with high-powered, wonderful CEOs every day. Is that a fair statement? That is a fair statement, yes. All right, perfect. (laughs) So my first question, and it's always the same question we have here, is what is your favorite leadership quote? So I have three three quotes. Uh, First quote is uh, by Joel Manby, who wrote the book Love Works, which I'll talk about uh, later. And his quote is, stick to your values in all circumstances, something that I've done uh, throughout my entire career, not only throughout my entire career, but just through life. And uh, then the next quote is by uh, Brene Brown, and she she defines leadership as holding yourself accountable for finding potential in people or processes. And it's something that I've done um, through my throughout my career is to find the potential in the people that, that I led. And the last quote is simple. It's, it's two words. It's something that I, it's my, my own little mantra that I use on a daily basis and it's watch me. And, and I love that quote. You see, I mean, we talked about it the other day over coffee and, and that, I think I'm just going to kind of steal it from you and give you absolutely. credit. Absolutely, <laughs> Take it. Definitely. Definitely steal that one. Cause that's, that's one that I live by every day. So next question for you. So you have three great quotes from some amazing areas. How do you apply this in your everyday life? And you shared me a pretty funny story with your Watch Me quote. So hopefully you'll share that today. But oh, Absolutely. So how do you apply these quotes in your life and with your team and the people you're helping every day? So uh, the first one, stick to my values in all circumstances. Um, I, I remember there was one, one job that I had during my career where I left that role because things that I saw happening in the organization went against my own personal values. And so I, I was, you know, an opportunity came up, as I call God moment, showed up, and um, I seized that opportunity. But really, it was because my values, I felt my own personal values were being compromised. 
And then um, in terms of um, holding myself accountable for finding potential in people, I always remember this story. I was in China, and, uh, and I was the, uh, the CFO for our, our company in China. And I saw, I saw a leadership qualities in, a, in our accounting manager, and I asked her if she'd be our corporate treasurer. And she said, I know nothing about treasury. I said, I'll teach you treasury. Um, but I see leadership in you. And I said, one day, you'll be in my role. And sure enough, it's uh, about a few years ago, a couple years ago, she uh, messaged me on LinkedIn saying that she was in the role that I was in, you know, this, the chief financial officer role for, for that business in China. So that was awesome to see, you know, working with her, teaching her the differences between management and leadership. And, and I was learning as well at the, at the time. And then the last one, watch me. Um, that one, I, really, the most current one is, is recently... As I went on this journey of, of forming a, a peer advisory or leading a peer advisory group here in, in Oklahoma City, um, in the early stages of my pro, of the process, there were people that said, you know, if you don't know anybody in Oklahoma City, and I was new, I'd only been in Oklahoma City for about 14 months, and they said, if you don't know anyone or have a good network, you're going to struggle, if not fail, at, at building a group. So my response to response to them was, watch me. And in fact, I'm, I'm, I'm in the process of building a, uh, a peer advisory group in Tulsa. And again, someone made a comment saying, you know nobody in Tulsa. I said, well, I know five people. Um, and they said, well, you're going to struggle. If not, you, you might not get this group up and running, um, especially tr- building it from Oklahoma City. Again, watch me. And so I'm in the process of doing that now. So it, it, like I said, it's, it's something that I've, uh, I've always believed in in terms of just, you know, hey, don't. There's nothing that you can't overcome as long as you stick to your values. Well, I'm going to share this with you right now. Um, you're going to do great in Tulsa. Um, I'm going to make you another introduction to you. Uh, I can't wait for that. So all my friends in Tulsa that I've worked with over the years and family, George Glover's a great dude. He's coming to town. I'll let you know when he's in there, but uh, great things coming for Tulsa. So in your mind, now, first, I've got to, I got to applaud you for mentoring and building your replacement with the young lady you taught and groomed to be the CFO. That is probably the biggest challenge leaders have today is they don't worry about what's next. But in your mind, what is the biggest leadership challenge you've overcome? Biggest challenge? That's a, that's a great question. It's, I think the biggest challenge that I've overcome or I'm still overcoming is really pulling a group of business leaders, whether they're CEOs or entrepreneurs, business owners, presidents, you know, the ultimate decision makers, getting a group of of business leaders who don't know each other, don't compete with each other, and persuading them and, and, and having them allow me to lead them in a peer advisory group or think tank setting. I think that's been the, you know, I remember when, uh, when Vistage approached me about uh, becoming a, a Vistage chair, the, uh, the comment that was made was, this will be the toughest thing you've ever done and the most rewarding thing you've ever done. And that stuck with me because um, my immediate reaction was toughest thing I've ever done. Come on, you know, <laughs> how you know how hard is it to? Get you don't to, know me very well. Yeah, that's right. How hard is it to get twelve people in a room? It is the toughest thing I've ever done. And and again, it's uh, I believe it's it's from the leadership and the values that I, you know that uh, I hold dear to my heart um, that's helped me uh, get to where I am today. Perfect. So, what lessons have you learned during this path or this journey with Vistage? Since it's the most challenging. I'm sure you've learned some great lessons you can share with everybody out there. The number one lesson, and, and it's a lesson that, that um, a lot of leaders ha- are challenged with, is listening. 
It's listening and asking great questions, asking impactful questions, really getting getting deep into what's the root cause of the issue or the challenge or, or, or the opportunity. And then just listen. Uh, you just listen to what they have to say, you know, wh- whether it's someone that reports to you, whether or for me, in my case, it's a CEO or a, a business owner, just listening to what they have to say and, and helping them discover, because I'll, I'll, I'll be the first to admit, I don't have all the answers, but I'll ask them questions that'll help them discover, you know, where we can find those answers. Very good. Very good. So my next question for you, and it's really a comment. You hit a point that I think a lot of people miss and that you have to listen you have to listen more than you talk. We talk about that all the time. I think anybody that understands and has been in the role of building a team or growing a team understands that any comment you make is going to guide that team. So you gotta be very, very careful before you open your mouth. So that is an amazing lesson. I think it's awesome. What do you see in your, in your position now or in the past? What do you see as the biggest leadership com- challenge companies are facing today? Biggest leadership challenge companies are facing. I think it has to do with culture and values. It's and finding the right finding the the right people that will fit those culture and values, and not compromising, not compromising the the, the company's values so that they can get a superstar on on board that might not be a good fit, and holding true to that. I think that that's a big challenge because. And for me, I mean, I'll give you a great or an example. I don't know if it's a great example, but I give you an example. Um, when I was building the group, you know, here's, here's a, right now we're at 14 members here in Oklahoma City, group of 14 members where it was on me to determine would these 14 members be a good fit. So immediately what we did as a group was came up with our own values. We came up, in fact, um, we have an acronym, it's called CHAT, um, Consideration, Honesty, Accountability, Trust, and then we cheated on the last one, we call it Teaching and Learning. And so the group has trusted and trusted in me to find members that will fit those values. And there've been some conversations that I've had with, with CEOs that uh, may not have fit those values. And, and, you know, those conversations lead to, I'll find you something else, but I don't think you'll be a good fit. You know, respectfully, I don't think you'll be a good fit for this group. I think that is amazing. I think you hit the nail on the head. We're a, we're a nation, we're a world that's struggling with the value proposition. Like what, what do we believe? What do we do? What's our culture? Um, great companies, great leaders understand the importance of culture and values. The fact that you're specifically focusing on that with these men and women that work in your team or work with your team is, is just, we need more of that. And if there's more people that can go out there and do that for our country, I think it would be amazing. So what is the thing that excites you most about what you're doing today? I mean, what, what gets you fired up to go to work every day in the morning? So it's the second part that, that um, the, the recruiter who asked me to build a Vistage group out here in Oklahoma City that she mentioned. And as she said, it would be the most rewarding thing I've ever done. And um, again, I, I second guess that I said, you know, I've done so, I've you know, been privileged and blessed to, to have lived in, in, multi, you know, many countries, um, working, you know, all, all, almost every continent, Antarctica is still uh, on the bucket list, but, um, you know, what I see on a monthly and a, and a daily basis and what I'm seeing now in terms of the interaction of these 14, these 14 leaders, that's, it's, it's just so rewarding that they, they've come together a year, you know, a year and a half ago, they didn't know each other. And now they, they look out for each other and they look out, they, they do not have any biasness towards each, each other. They genuinely want each other to succeed. And to see that happen, that chemistry and that synergy happen is, is an amazing thing. 
So what's the vision? I mean, what's what's tomorrow look like for your Vistage organization here in Oklahoma? Tomorrow, it's to build it. Well, it was interesting. So I, I, I came out, to be honest, I came into this thinking, oh, I'll just build one group. <laughs> you know, I'll just have one CEO group and that that's that'll be good. And I remember talking with a, um, a Vistage chair up in, in Minneapolis. He's actually, he's from North Dakota and I, he's been doing, he's been a Vistage chair for 20 years and he is in his seventies. And I asked him, I said, um, John, well, you know, you've been doing that, you know, <laughs> you could retire tomorrow and be fine with it. And he goes, I will, he goes, no, he said, um, Vistage, it's addicting. You'll see. Because I asked him, I said, why do you do what you do? And he says, it's addicting. You'll see. And I'm starting to see what he means. And that's why, you know, I, I, having 18 months ago or two years ago, if you would have, would have asked me, I would have said one group, that's it. Now I'm building a group 90 miles, 90 to 100 miles away. And who knows? I think my vision is in terms of my own capacity, again, holding to my own values, making sure that, you know, I have that balance between, between work and family um, to, you know, build as many groups as I can, as, as, uh, as my capacity will allow me. Well, that's incredible. So here's, here's my favorite part of the discussion and it's called the rapid fire round and we'll get into kind of your past. Mm-hmm. So all leaders learn lessons as they grow up in life. And, and this is my chance to ask you, you know, when you accepted your first leadership challenge, which was probably a, a year or two ago, <laughs> what, what was your biggest fear? And, and then how did you overcome that fear growing up that turned you into the mentor and leader that you are today? Great question. I think my, the biggest challenge was the uncertainty um, because I'd always believed that I would run companies and I had the, the, the opportunities to do so. Um, I never would have dreamed that I would lead a group of leaders who run companies and to have an impact you know, one of the things that's, that, that I saw was that as, as I was a leader working, whether it was for a, you know, a publicly owned company or a privately owned company or an employee-owned company, just the impact that I was able to have on people, you know, whether it was hundreds, you know, dozens or hundreds. Now I see that, that with this or with peer advisory groups, I have the ability to have a small impact on thousands. And that's, a, and that's an amazing thing. Um, but uh, the uncertainty, that was it. And so how did I uh, overcome that was really just lean into it, um, lean into the uncertainty, overcome the fears. You know, I'll, I'll be the first to admit my biggest fear is to have that first conversation with the CEO. Um, and and it, the irony in that is I, I, one of my roles I had, I led a, a, a sales group of about 100 salespeople. And I, always, I would always tell them, you know, don't fear that first phone call. Well, it's it's a scary thing. It and is. Was, it was something to overcome, but really just lean into it and be myself. Very nice, very nice. If you could, so let's go here. What is the best leadership advice you've ever received from anybody? That la- those last two words: be yourself, okay. be authentic, be who you are. Stick to your values. Don't compromise your values. That's you know it, the values come from the experiences and the beliefs you have, and so why would you want to compromise that? Like we call it the mirror check. I totally 100% agree with you. You can't wake up in the morning and look yourself in the mirror about what you're doing today. You need to go find something else to do. Absolutely. It's time to find a new profession. So if you could only choose two websites to obtain all the information you needed to... Let's try that again. <laughs> if you could only choose two websites to obtain all of the information you needed to become a better leader, what would they be and why? I think that's probably the, that, that's the toughest question you gave me. <laughs> 
And I gave it a lot of thought and I, you know, thought, oh, you know, are there some leadership websites out there? No, I think that, well, and then I thought, again, be myself. What do I do on a daily basis? There are two websites that I go to on a daily basis if I want to find something about leadership. One's Google. (laughs) Well, Google's good. (laughs) Go to Google and you can find anything there. But the other one is, and I've seen it evolve, and it's LinkedIn. That's fair. LinkedIn, I've seen it evolve from just a networking site to where there's some, there is some really impactful thought leadership content that's being posted yeah. out there today. And, uh, and so take, it, take every advantage of that. I know I do. Yeah, LinkedIn has become a, a plethora of knowledge with all the articles people are producing and then the different groups you can get in. And honestly, I, I ask questions of people all the time. Hey, what do you think about this? Or what are you doing here? I've never thought about it as a leadership mentorship site, but you're right. It, it really is. And I, we, I think we all use it that way. We just don't realize it sometimes. Mm-hmm. All right. Here's the next question for you. What leadership book would you recommend to the bold nation? My favorite book, it's called Love Works by Joel Manby. And he, I don't know if, if uh, you know, Joel Manby was on Undercover Boss years ago. I think it was almost 10 years ago now. Um, and after that, he had so many you know, he had so many people write in and say, or, you know, call in and say, you need to, you know, you need to share with us your leadership principles on, on love works, how love works. And so he wrote a book and, and I read it and I thought, man, this, he has, he calls it seven timeless principles and it, they're patience, you know, in terms of having self-control in difficult situations, um, kindness, show encouragement and enthusiasm, um, trusting. So place confidence in someone. Being unselfish, think of yourself less as a leader. Um, truthful, define reality. I love this one. Define reality corporately and individually. And, the, uh, for, and forgiving, release the, the grip of the grudge, he calls it. And, and, and forgive someone. Give someone a second chance. You know, yes, we all make mistakes. No one is infallible. That's fair. You know? And then the last one is dedicated. And that's, and that's where that, um, the quote comes from, or one of the leadership quotes comes from, is stick to your values in all circumstances. Very good. Um, I think those are incredible values for everybody, whether you're a company owner, a family leader, a school leader. I mean, they're all valuable things. And I think you you hit the nail on the head with forgiveness. Um, we all fail. And, and it's going to happen. I don't care how much you love somebody or care about them. As an owner of a business or a leader or a family member, you're going to have days that are tough and they're going to make mistakes. And you have to be able to step back and go, let's figure this out. It's going to be okay. It's not the end of the world. I think a lot of us all place too much emphasis on, oh my God, we, I failed and now they hate me and they don't want to be around me, so on and so forth. So that's really, really important. Okay, here it is. My, my favorite last question I ask everybody. So imagine you woke up tomorrow morning and were hired to replace a well-liked CEO in a failing company. The company has a significant culture problem and lack of focus, which is accelerating its demise. What would you do in the next 30 days in order to revitalize a culture and get the company back on the right track? That was a great question. And, and first of all, to my, my 14 Vistage members out there, it's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> um, se- secondly, so what would I do in the first 30 days is have conversations. Listen, get back to that. You know, ask, ask questions. You know, ask questions about the culture. What's working, what's not. But I think the most important question that I'd ask ask key people in the organization, if not all the people in the organization, what's getting in the way of you being successful? Because as a leader, it's my responsibility to try to help, help either remove that obstacle or help you overcome it. Wow. 
What is getting in the way of keeping you from being successful? That is probably the top answer that we've had of the people we've interviewed. And we've interviewed people from Microsoft and all over the country. And that is, um, I am, I am just flabbergasted how good an answer that is. It's just amazing. So appreciate that. So, so George, anything you want to sell your company that you want to say as you move into Tulsa and start making Tulsa the, the great place it is helping advise great companies there? Really? Let's just have a conversation. You know, <laughs> let, let's have a conversation and see if this is the right fit for you. And, and it, it may and may not be. And that's okay. And it's, it's, that's why I call it a mutual selection process is, is to, you know, it's for, for the business leader, the CEO, the, the, you know, the entrepreneur to see if, this, if the peer group that I'm putting together is a good fit for you. And also, are you a good fit for the peer group that I'm putting together? Because that, that's, again, getting back to the values of the group that I have in Oklahoma City, it's been very important. Well, George, I want to thank you for being here today. I know you're busy, so I don't take too much of your time. But with that, this episode of Bow Leadership, I am Dave Evans, and we are out of here. Thanks for listening to the show. Our show notes can be found at www.exit.co. If you liked it as much as we think you did, be sure to go to iTunes and leave us a review. 